You are entering a space of thoughts and jokes, of echoes and analysis, a stopover from sense, a sojourn from sincerity, the cross-section between entertainment and bewilderment, a limitless void of laughter and curses from which few escape. You've just crossed the border into the spooky spot. Hello. Hello. And welcome to The Spooky Spot. <laughs> you can't laugh. The Spooky Spot, a show about anthology shows, your Twilight Zones, your Outer Limitses, your Goosebumpses, <laughs> your Night Galleries, <laughs> your Alfred Hitchcock Presentses. <laughs> Presentses? It's just called Presents, but you know. I know. <laughs> this is a show where we will discuss said shows. We're going to start off with The Twilight Zone. Season 1. Episode one. Yeah. Where is everybody? That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Oh boy. In future seasons, they put the title on the screen, but I think for the first one, they just didn't. They had no idea what was going to happen this one. They really didn't know. Didn't know if this show would go well. At all. Yeah. At all. But you know, back in Dickity 2, there were some spooky people back there who were just hyped for this. Or they weren't hyped and they were just terrified. Yeah. Truly, truly. <laughs> you just you can't tell. You can't tell. Oh, we should introduce ourselves. Oh, okay. Since who knows who's listening if they know who we are. <laughs> they don't, because it's just the internet, and no one knows who you are on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Jess. I'm Liz. And we have known each other for 13 years. We can't think about this too much, or we'll get fucked up. Uh, um... How old's your cat? How old's my cat? 13? 13 sounds right. His birthday's in June, so he's going to be 14 this year. Oh. Mm. (laughs) 13 years. Spooky! Spooky! All right, I'm done. Bye. (laughs) That's enough enough of knowing you. (laughs) Had enough of this friendship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't know me. You don't know me. (laughs) So we decided to do this show. And by that I mean I decided to do this show. I just, hey, <laughs> hey, hey now, shut your mouth. <laughs> so, it's not like you dragged me kicking and screaming. <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> so we decided to do this show because we've been friends for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And we also both like these shows. We like those spooky things. Like those the spooky s- shows. The silly, silly spooks. Silly spooks. Won't catch us watching those actual horror movies. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Alright, so, you want to jump right into it and talk about this episode we watched? Sure. Alright, so, Twilight Zone, if you've never seen it, somehow. <laughs> I I just met someone who never has. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah, you're... you're yep. You're a Texas friend? Mm-hmm. Alright, shout out to Texas friend. Shout out to Texas friend, exactly. So. Okay, well, Texas friend. <laughs> Wherever you are, Texas. Um... <laughs> The Twilight Zone began in 1959 and did. ran for five seasons. And there was a movie. Oh, yeah, there was a movie, mm-hmm. yeah. It's also been rebooted twice. Mm. But, you know. Are we going to actually talk about those, though? Mm, mm. If, I, if I run out of everything else to talk about. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because, you know, no one cares about those. Mm. <laughs> we might have to. One Maybe. day. Maybe. I one mean, day. you know. If we get bored by the time we get to the Outer Limits, we can just stop. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. (laughs) This first episode starts off, and the narration in the season is a little longer than in the subsequent seasons, where he's talking about how the Twilight Zone is a a fifth dimension of of spooky imaginations. Literally, like, later episodes, he's just like, well, you know what's up. (laughs) Tune in, guys. (laughs) Sights and sounds, let's go. Yeah. All right. There's some black space, and let's go. No, but the uh, I like the animation in the in the first one where they go. Yeah. To, they're going to a spooky cave in the ocean, and that's where the Twilight Zone is. Yeah, literally, they're my favorite to the spooky cave, and just like when you go through that door, just floating somewhere. <laughs> True. Very good. Very good. So we open the episode on a man walking down a dusty road in the rock quarry that CBS owns that they filmed all their shows in. <laughs> Oh, that's so true! Exactly. Where they filmed all of the Twilight Zone and most of Star Trek. Uh, yeah, yeah. All filmed in this little rock quarry. Yeah. <laughs> 
So he's walking down the street. He's a real, uh... A real hoot. Just a, a real lantern job, basic white man in a... Wearing a jumpsuit. In a jumpsuit. <laughs> and he's picking up sticks and he's throwing them off screen. As you do. Like you do. And he hears some big Wait, band music yeah. just floating through the air. <laughs> and he looks and we see uh, a cafe. Yeah, little tiny cafe. Blaring out some big band music. As they do. I want to go to this place so bad. I know. <laughs> I know. Just this little desert cafe with its big band music. It's not a desert cafe. It's a rock quarry cafe. Oh, true. Okay. True. The, the rock quarry cafe. <laughs> that looks like it's, you know, not in a rock quarry, but it's in a rock quarry. 100%. He goes on in, you know, just invites himself in. Nobody's there. Mm-hmm. Completely deserted except for the screaming jukebox. <laughs> And he uh, he starts shouting out into the kitchen about how he's there. He's how, a customer. You know, he's a customer. Wants some food. Hey, you have a customer. Hey, it's me, a customer. He goes from zero to <laughs> to jump over the counter real quick. As in he does it in two fucking seconds. Yeah. <laughs> just jumps right back into the kitchen, looking around. He looks out back. There's just a pile of trash back there. There's like some empty barrels. In boxes, yeah. Some yeah, crates. Yeah. There's nothing. Nobody's. There's nobody anywhere. Yeah. He looks out the. Yeah, the back door. Yeah, he looks out the back door. And then, see some coffee. That's coffee, right? Yeah, it's an old coffee pot. There's there's coffee sitting on the sitting on the stove along with twelve pies. Twelve apple pies. <laughs> Just twelve apple pies. <laughs> you know, all cafes need that many. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. For their you know six tables and twelve bar stools. Yeah. There's a high demand for pie. They only serve pie at this cafe. Well, all right. I didn't know that. There you go. Neither did this man either, because he just wanted bacon and eggs. Yeah, he wanted bacon and hash browns and eggs. Which, For you know. $2. I actually, I looked at, so, he's talking and he's like, hey, I got $2.85 American money. And that's how he finds out he's American, I guess, because he didn't. He assumes he's American. It's true. This bitch could be Canadian. Who knows? I looked it up. Do you want to guess how much $2.85 is in today money? Like 50 bucks? I don't know. It's less than that, actually, but it's it's twenty four thirty one. Oh my god, no! It's crazy. No, I hate inflation. Well, if actually, if, and if you think about it, if you have twenty four bucks and you go to like Denny's, you can buy bacon and eggs. <laughs> if you got twenty four bucks and you go to a tiny roadside cafe, yeah. you can get fucking twelve pies. Yeah, yeah, you can buy out their whole stock of yeah. pies. Yeah. They'll be crying, but handing you pies. <laughs> Thank you. This is more than we would have made all week. <laughs> Thank you for this twenty-four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so just a richy rich walking down the street. Honestly, got so much money. So he's convinced this is a dream mm-hmm. since he's walking around drinking his drinking his coffee, his stolen coffee, his, his stolen coffee. He drinks the coffee. Doesn't put any money down. And we don't see him put any money down, no. so we have to assume he doesn't. He just steals everything. Next scene, he uh, leaves the cafe, <laughs> he flips the cafe sign from open to closed, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> oh, can't have anybody else thinking they can come in here. Yeah, yeah better, honestly. Better close up shop. Uh, I never saw anybody, so this place is closed. Obviously. Gosh. <laughs> and then he walks to... Well, he's... Ten- yeah, he's... Yeah. He was he, saying, he's like, oh, I heard there's a town nearby. Know the name of it? And then, guess what? If you just kept going, you'd find you'd, it. You'd find it, and presumably there would be a sign out front that would tell you, you yeah. know, what the town was called. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so, he walks into town, and the uh, the clock starts ringing. It's 7 a.m. 7 bong. 7 bong, if you will. <laughs> As the Brits do. As, for, for all our British listeners, it's 7 bong. Let me just convert that time real quick. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh. So he's going around the town. He's peering into all the businesses. I noticed none of the storefronts have doors. There's just no doors. There's just open, open storefronts. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is true, yeah. Uh, the, the police department did. Oh, yeah. I'm almost positive it did. Yeah. They're, they're the only ones in oh, the no. town allowed to have doors. No, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Can't have anyone stealing the police stuff, but mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Anything else in town go hog wild. <laughs> he decides to yell into the bakery to try to find food. He's only hassling the places with food. Yep, yep. He doesn't talk to the the people at the hardware store. There's no people at the hardware store. 
I don't even know. He doesn't even ask. Does he ask the bakery for food or just, hey, is anybody here? I think it's just, hey, is anybody here? Yeah, so. There's nobody around. Absolutely nobody anywhere in this town. Then he turns around and he sees in a van, there's a lady sitting in the van. Yes, there is. It's the first lady in quotation marks. Quotation lady. And so he's so relieved to he finally have somebody to talk to. He starts running his mouth. He just starts running his goddamn mouth. That's the low-key horror in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Is a man who won't shut up. Yeah. So he's talking. Walking towards her. He's walking towards her. It's... I actually like the kind of camera work here. You can you can see from the brief shot that they give of the van that this is clearly not a human woman. Yeah. Like, it's a mannequin, but he just isn't noticing. I don't know. Well, that's the thing back then, you know, have to re- wait for the, the big reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was, the big reveal is uh, a wooden lady. It was probably more menacing back in the day <laughs> when they had a tiny TV screen. That's true. That's true. She would have been just a little tiny smudge. That's true. Like, she <gasps> What's oh, fuck. <laughs> we, go, we, we go back to the Twilight Zone being an actual horror show back in the day. And now we're just like, eh. It's true. HD really took a lot of the yeah. the threat yeah. out of this show. So he's talking to her and the camera is behind him. So he's kind of blocking the van. So you can't actually see that it's not a real woman. Mm-hmm. I liked that bit of camera work. It was mm-hmm. nice. So he's talking. He's like, oh, I can't have found anybody. Are they all asleep or something? Yeah. Which was dumb. It's like second thought is, oh, yeah, everyone's sleeping. Everybody's just sleeping. Okay, you know, bud. It's seven bong. Nobody opened up their <laughs> jobs yet. He's like, oh, maybe I have amnesia. What's up? Hey, is there a doctor? He gets right up next to the van and he still doesn't notice this isn't a human woman. Yeah, literally saw her across the two streets. And then he's right outside the van. And so he's like, hey, I wonder if there's a doctor. And then he like, does he open the van door or is the van door just open? He opens it. Okay, so he opens it. She falls out. She falls out because she's a fucking mannequin. Whoops. And then he's like, oh, no. What did I do to her? <laughs> she's, she's falling. Can't believe I talked her to death. <laughs> yeah. He decides he's gonna, you know, crouch on the ground next to her and continue Just talking to this keep woman. Talking <laughs> to this freaking fake person. To this poor fake woman. Leave her alone. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, and then he says, oh, I always really like the quiet type. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> It's so gross. It's so gross. <laughs> and so, then he gets revealed as a mannequin fucker. Um, I can't believe he was a mannequin fucker this whole this time. This whole time. This whole time. That's, you know, man who wouldn't shut up and was a mannequin fucker. They go hand in hand, don't you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I got <laughs> Next you. man you meet that can't shut up, guess what he is? A mannequin fucker. <laughs> if you meet a man who won't <laughs> shut up, he just might be. A mannequin Just assume he hasn't fucked his daily mannequin. (laughs) Gross myself out. Good job. (laughs) He looks around into the mannequin store, and if he went into the mannequin store, this would be a much better episode. Yeah, if he got trapped in a mannequin store, Mm. yeah. That would have been spooky as hell. Yeah. So you can, you know, see there's a couple more mannequins in there, and this was the the delivery entrance. Also, I'd like to say that we we have to comment on the old-timey mannequins. And how they're hand-painted True. with their faces. Yes. This, they're not just the, the bland styrofoam shit we're used to. Mm-hmm. These are artisanal mannequins. With fully dressed in the van for some reason. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> What's she even doing in the van? You gotta, well, you gotta assume the guy who drove the van is also a mannequin fucker and he... That's his wife. That's his wife, yeah. Um, or he just liked to talk to them. I guess. But I just... I just... I forgot that mannequins used to be like that. So yeah. whenever I see Twilight Zone episode with a mannequin, which they're... There's a couple. There's a couple, yeah. Yeah. You just see their crazy painted faces. (laughs) (laughs) So he looks in the mannequin store. There's nobody there except the mannequins. Mm. Nobody here but his mannequins. Um, (laughs) And then he goes and he reaches into the van, but the keys aren't there. Oh, no. And then he asks the mannequin if she knows where the keys are. (laughs) (laughs) She can't fucking answer you. Can't stop talking to her. Can't stop talking to her. Then he's... Just gazing out, looking around the town square, and we get this really slow panning shot that just goes from one side of the square all the way over to the other side, and you get a whole sense of, you know, this town center that's completely silent, and the shot is completely silent. He's mercifully not saying anything at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and I was telling you before, I the two times that this happens are actually my favorite mm. parts of the episode, because they really set a, a spooky mood that here's a 
town square would you where you would expect to see at least one fucking person. There's nobody there. I like the little things that he thinks are happening behind his back. Yeah. Like once his paranoia really gets yeah, gets running into like high those gear. Ones. Those are good too. I don't know. A lot of him walking around monologuing is is just really annoying. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes it is, very much so. We're not even to the worst monologue <sighs> point yet. God, I hate it so much. It's coming up. So Come up here, folks. Come Man's up. monologue ruins whole episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go old old radio on you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna do old radio all the time. Good. So you know he's standing there, and then he looks back to the van. I think that's when he goes and tries to find the keys. And then there's a telephone in the town square, and it starts ringing. Mm-hmm. Which was all, I I liked that. I thought it was nice and spooky mm-hmm. when phones just start ringing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and he runs like he a buffoon. Run! This man runs like a buffoon. You're his arms just flail, and his legs kind of kick to the sides <laughs> instead of going straight back and forth. Yeah. He runs like an idiot. You would think, if this man were... Spoiler alert, he's in the Air Force. You would think if he were a fucking military man, he, yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't run like a ding-dong. Yeah, you have to go through some kind of boot camp and not, you know, run like that. It's true. He runs like... Little weenie Steve Rogers before he becomes Captain America. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, but you know, Steve Rogers is better. So that's true. Hundred. <laughs> if this had been about Steve Rogers going shit to the moon, shit, damn, that would have been good. Shit, we shit. went to the moon. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. So, so he runs in the telephone booth. He closes the door. He picks it up. There's nobody there. It's a special operator. Well, there's a special operator when he tries to call. So he's you know. Banging on the thing that hangs it up. There's, there isn't even a dial tone. He remembers he has money. American money. American money. Or Americans. Because he's an American. Only Americans can touch the American money. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works, right? That's, that's very much how it works. That's how we, uh, that's how we operate in America? Absolutely. <laughs> Get your hands off our money. <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> Put it down. No. Catch that. It's gonna burn you. That's mine. <laughs> It's all mine. So he puts his uh, money and he dials for the operator and he gets a recording saying, hey, this is the special operator. The number you've dialed can't be blah, 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 blah. He just starts talking over her. He talks over the, the recording goes three times. Yeah. And he talks over two and a half of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even after he real, even after the recording says it's a recording and he's like, oh, f- recording. No. No, no, no. Hey. It can't be a recording. It's a recording, buddy. It's a recording. So he realizes it's a recording. Eventually. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Fucking finally. <laughs> Once he shuts his mouth. He mercifully closes the phone and realizes there's a, a phone book in the in the phone booth with him there. He's looking through it. He's looking at all these people's names. He's like, oh, where do you guys live? Just in the phone book? <laughs> Which I thought was good. Yeah. Which, what would be in the book? So, so there's the names, but then there's no numbers or addresses like his... i guess that's what spooked him i don't know i guess yeah it's just a list of names which i guess is kind of spooky mm. i don't know he made them up so it's true he just he only knew six names <laughs> <laughs> so then we get another silent panning shot this time from from inside the phone booth and then he you know decides oh actually because he goes oh where are you guys y'all aren't watching the stores who is? Who's watching the stores? We gotta, so we, gotta, real... we gotta look around all the stores again. Yep, yep, yep. Get a real tight close up on his face. Who's a little too tight. This... Uh, a little, little too he's tight. He's a little sweaty. Yeah. He's <laughs> real sweaty. <laughs> Starting to sweat. Gee, Mr. Plainman, you're looking all sweaty. <laughs> so then he tries to get out of the phone booth, but the door is stuck. And he thinks somebody locked it on him. Mm-hmm. And he can't open this He's door. He's yelling. He is in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. So he's shaking the door. He's having a bad time. Shouting at the top of his lungs. I don't like this jazz. Don't like this jazz. Don't like this jazz. <sighs> to the point that, like, the door's almost coming off its track. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he definitely pushes it off. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, this is one of those doors for people who haven't ever been in a phone booth. When you're inside of it, you pull it, and it folds, collapses. and op- it collapses, and opens, and you can be free. Yeah. But, you know, I guess this man just forgot how a phone booth yeah, works. Yeah, pushing at it like it's going to open the other way, or... Something like that. I don't know. Can't figure out this door that he already closed in the first place. It's true. Can't, he closed himself in there. He couldn't get himself out. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the police station next. 
Yeah, because he gets the door open. Yeah, he finally gets the door open. And then the police station is right across. Yep, so he goes... The one building with the door. The the (laughs) one-doored building. (laughs) So he goes into the police station. There's still nobody around. Mm -hmm. He picks up the the dispatch radio. Yeah. I love this bit because I think this is what I would do if I were in an empty... You definitely would. An empty build... Not an empty build. Empty town. You just fuck around with the dispatch radio. Oh, yeah. I'd I'd fuck around with fucking everything. You think no one's listening to you and be like, ah... Car 69, car 69. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> I'm going to need your location, car 69. Oh, you're on 420 Street? All right. Rock on. Okay. Cool, I'll you meet you there. Good job, guys. Keep it up. Uh, so he's doing like a calling all cars, calling all cars. Where the hell are you guys? Suspicious man wandering around in the police yeah, station. Yeah, better, better come arrest him. <laughs> better come arrest him and prove to him he's not the only man left on the planet. Yeah. And then we see down in the foreground on the, uh, on the main... Desk. Desk. There yeah. you go. Main desk. There is an ashtray with a, a cigar in it. And it's smoking. Yeah. I have a theory on this, mm. and I don't know if it actually does stand up, but this and the shaving kit he finds, mm-hmm. I think that's his brain, like, inventing external stimuli that, like, like somebody outside, he smells their cigar smoke or yeah, something. Yeah, I was wondering about that, but I just don't know. He'd have to, I, I, I would, if you want to smell a cigar, I think you'd have to be fairly close to yeah, someone. Yeah, that too. But yeah, or he knew someone who is close to him that smokes a cigar a lot. I guess. It's either or. I don't know. But he, uh, yeah, his, his brain invents a cigar that wasn't there before, so he... He smells it. And then he decides he's gonna, you know, go back and check out the jail cells. Mm-hmm. Which is a... Like you too. A cool thing to do. So he's walking around the jail cells, and in one of them, the... He hears some running water. Yeah, the sink is running, and there's like a, a shaving kit set up. So he goes in there. There's a shaving kit without a mirror on the wall. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're just gonna freehand it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do every morning. <laughs> I, uh, you missed a big spot there. Yeah. Oh, it's... So, I'm trying out Shut something. Shut up. I'm just trying something new. Don't, uh... Hey, you, you, you got a cut over here. Oh, I didn't... Oh. oh mm. <laughs> You're all right there, buddy? It's fine. Sandwiching out your neck. God. I shaved, didn't I? I'm looking good. Feeling great. Then <laughs> you go to the hospital. I'm fine. So he picks up the shaving brush and he's looking at it and he's like, God, this this is a dream. It's got to be a dream. Time to wake up. Like, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> and you can see the shadow of... The door. The, the door, jail cell door. The yeah. jail cell door. Starting to close behind him while he's thinking about this, trying to will himself awake. And, and he actually uses his brain and goes to keep it open. Exactly. He runs <laughs> out and he's like, oh, caught me. <laughs> Not going to catch me. <laughs> Like the phone booth did. Yeah, honestly. Which, I liked these two sequence. I liked the sequence in the phone booth in the jail cell a lot more when you find out what's going on with him. Where, spoiler alert. Whoops. <laughs> Big old spoiler alert. This is the end of the episode. <laughs> the military put him in a box for scientific experimentation. So he is... Ooh. Ooh, he's trapped in a box right now. Yeah. And so his brain keeps trying to trap him in a box to, I don't know, give him a message that yeah. he's trapped in a box. Hey, figure out how, get, how to get out of this box. <laughs> please, please get out of the box. <laughs> Please help. I'm going to keep putting you in the box yeah. until you figure out how to get out of the box. Yeah. He runs out of the police station. He's looking around. There's nobody around still. And he's just shouting, hey. <laughs> hey. 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 Yeah. Where's everybody? <laughs> but like, where is everybody? <laughs> Real desperate like. Real desperate like. And then we get an ad break. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of my drink because I'm thirsty. All right. When's four bong happen? Next? Four bong is this next scene. Mm. So we come back from the ad break. <laughs> do we? I don't know. Do we? Do we? Do we? Does anybody? Do we ever come back from the ad break? No. We're in the ad break all the time. We're the Twilight ad- Zone is the we're ad break. In, we're in the ad break zone. Welcome, the Twilight ad break. Welcome to the, <laughs> the Twilight ad break. So we come back and he's walking outside of a drugstore. And we got more money things to be angry about. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking... 29 cent toothpaste Mm -hmm. and 7 cent combs Mm -hmm. and 27 cent razor blades and fucking when's the last time you bought anything for 29 cents? Was it 12 cent nail polish? Something like that. It's... uh, Ugh, the cents. Just just, cents. Just cents. Never even reached 30. Anything. Well... No, nothing ever... Nothing was ever more than 30. The ice cream parlor. I think there's like a 35. 
Yeah, so. But that's it. But Fine, not, don't reach 50. <laughs> don't reach 40. Don't reach 50. Yeah. Everything's cheap. 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 And then we got inflation. But, you know, nobody got paid more. Mm-hmm. And that's... <laughs> a, a different podcast. <laughs> that's Where my... Where Jess gets angry about money. That's my angry capitalism <laughs> podcast. Coming to you soon. Coming to you soon. <laughs> the guillotine spot. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, uh, he goes into the drugstore, or the the town bell rings again, and it's it's 4 p.m. now. 4 bong. 4 bong. Yeah, we've got to get to that conversion, and, Jess. Yeah, it's true. I'm sorry, British <laughs> listeners. I'm not converting the time for you. It's 4 bong. <laughs> so he walks in, and it's uh, like a 50s-style setup where they got, it's a drugstore, but it's also like an ice cream parlor and a yeah. soda fountain, and yeah. they got that whole shtick going on. Everything's like wood paneling, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bar is like nice wood paneling. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's, uh, you know, gonna get himself some delusion ice cream. Yeah, love it, love it. Love it. I have delusion ice cream every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, starts talking to his reflection because he needs somebody to talk to. Yeah, he catches his own eye in a mirror. <laughs> it's like, oh, hmm, I remember your face, but I don't know your name, buddy, <laughs> bucko. And he's just recapping his whole situation for people who missed the first half of the episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And they don't know what this man is doing. And then he starts talking to himself and he says, Oh, you remember something old Ebenezer Scrooge said? (laughs) Buddy. Buddy. When he was talking to that ghost Jacob Marley. And then he fucking recites... A whole passage from yeah. A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, obviously, I'm having a nightmare from my indigestion. <laughs> Which, this monologue, I hate it. It's so bad. <laughs> it's really And he ba- delivers it bad. It, he delivers it bad. It's, what it is, is it's not something this character would say. Mm-hmm. Like, this is knowledge way above this man's station. This mm-hmm. just sounds like Rod Serling. Yeah. Fucking writing something. Hey. Hey, how about we quote Rod? He's not gonna know word for word the fucking Christmas Carol. Rod, this man is thirty-five years old, and he's in the Air Force. You think he remembers all the lines from a Christmas Carol? No, I'm putting it in. <laughs> but Rod, okay, Rod. Rod, 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 I can't stop you because you're the man who does everything on the show. Literally, literally, but like the whole episode, that's like the biggest thing out of place. Yeah, it's, it's dumb it's just... monologue. <sighs> It's... I don't like it. Let's just sit and sigh about it. God. <sighs> and then he gets sad. And then he gets sad. And so he's eating his, uh... Delusion ice cream. Sad nightmare ice cream. Mmm. Upgraded. <laughs> well, he puts sprinkles on it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The nightmare to the sprinkles. <laughs> Maybe the real sprinkles were the nightmare we had along the way. <laughs> He's in there eating his ice cream, and there's, like, a high school baseball schedule next to him. He's like, oh, man. These sure are a lot of details. These, these sure are a lot of details for a person having a dream. Yeah. Do you know you're not supposed to be able to read or tell time in dreams? Really? Because your brain's not, like, can't create those things. I read that somewhere. On the internet, so who hmm. the fuck knows who if... Who knows? Who knows? How valid that is. If that's true. I don't know. Don't write that on a test or anything. I can't don't. remember. I don't think, like, clocks have ever come up in any of my dreams. Yeah. I want to say writing has, but I can't remember if I read it or not. I mean, you might be able to write something, but I don't think you can read it. Like, you can go through the motion of writing, but you can't read anything. I think in one dream, I, like, went through the motion of reading in my brain. I wasn't seeing word and word and word. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at, like, a piece of paper, and my brain's like, it says this name. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your brain's like, I... Fucking... This is what it says. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, not... I'm just, not I'm not making this for you. Yeah, it just tells you. It's like, okay, that's what it says. That's, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that that happens a lot in my dreams where, like, I'll just suddenly be somewhere and it's like, oh, this is all the stuff that happened before you got to this place. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. And then I'm in somewhere else and it's like, uh, this is all that other stuff that happened. I don't have those. Whenever I, like, (coughs) my dreams, whenever there's, like, people, I don't always, it's like, I see all of them, but their faces, it's not, like, blurry, it's, like, just... Like, the camera is panned. Like, it's like Dexter's laboratory. I mean, yeah, it's like the camera. I think it's Dexter's. The, the peanuts? No, it's like Dexter's or like Powerpuff Girls. Someone's... Oh, in Powerpuff Girls, like, the mayor's wife's face is never shown Oh, or the something. secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but it's like, just like old cartoons like that where, like, you know, you see the person, but it, the camera's cut off at, like, their chest. Yeah, like their neck. And so in my dreams, it's always like that. It's like, I know who you physically are, 
but for some reason I can't create your face in my dream. Wow. So, but I, I, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that's my sister. Okay. That sounds like an episode of The Twilight Zone. Well, welcome to my fucking dreams, because they usually are. Damn. <laughs> I had full on Godzilla and King Kong one time attack this apartment. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Godzilla was a good guy, just by the way. <laughs> I mean, he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. He's trying his best. I had to wake myself up, though. It got really scary. <laughs> Usually my, my dreams aren't, like, scary, but this one, King Kong was freaking me out. Damn. Because it was, like, black and white old school King Kong, and he's got a messed up face. Oh, yeah. So that, that was getting to me. He's got a real fucked up <laughs> real grill. Real fucked up face. Oh, God. All right, away from enough of my Twilight uh, yeah, Zone. And, and, my and, personal and, and, Twilight Zone. Enough of our own personal hells. So <laughs> he decides he's going to go... <laughs> Spin all the book racks. Yeah, because he's bored. Like you do. I guess there's just, there's so many cooler things he could fucking do than yeah. just spin the book racks. Yeah, right it's now. like, dude, I want to see inside this hardware store. I want to see inside this bakery. Yeah. I want to see the any other room in this little parlor. Why didn't you go run around in the Oakland High School yeah. and, you know, t- kick some things over? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the answer is money. They don't have money for those sets. Yeah, but, you know. You can't break things either. So. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't break stuff. <laughs> so he's, he's spinning all the book racks, spinning them around. And there's one that's just full of only one book called Last Man on Earth. Mm-hmm. Which is his brain trying to tell, tell him. him. Tell him. that hey, Are you the last man on Earth? I, you know, I just made this up. Maybe, and that know. was their whole budget was printing that picture over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> just pasting it onto the same yeah. books. Yeah. <laughs> So he, you know, that freaks him out. Mm-hmm. So then he's got to get the hell out of the drugstore. Mm-hmm. The scene cuts to nighttime, doesn't yes, it? Yes, and then it's nighttime, and he's, um... He's just sitting on a park bench playing tic-tac-toe. <laughs> he's sitting on a park bench, scratching out tic-tac-toe in the dirt with, with himself. himself. Oh, well, look, you won! Who would have thought? Who would have fucking thunk it? <laughs> so he's sitting in the dark, and then all the... The town all, lights All the on. town lights come on. Yeah. And the movie theater. Because it got dark. And the movie theater. And the movie theater is playing Battle Him. With Rock Hudson. A movie starring Rock Hudson and some other people. And the poster. And the poster, when he walks up to the uh, the movie theater, it's got a man in a jumpsuit like his doing the... Air Force control thingy. Doing the... Directed air, planes. The airplane direction movements. Yeah. Yeah. Although it kind of does just look like, hey, I'm walking hey. here. Hey! Yeah, it's totally New York pose. <laughs> I'm walking here. Hey, I'm playing direct in here. Yeah. And so then he realizes, oh, I'm, I'm wearing jumps. I have a jump. I'm him. <laughs> I'm the Air Force. Says it like six million times. He's very excited to realize that he's in the Air Force. And he just starts running around, shouting it. He runs run- into the theater. Runs into the theater. Hey, I'm in the Air Force. Hey, I'm in the Air Force. <laughs> Fucking, he yells up the stairs. Hey, I'm, I'm in the Air Force. The Come Air- down to dinner. Like, Come on. <laughs> what a ding dong. So he's like, okay, cool, Air Force. He walks into the theater. There's still completely empty. Nobody around. Yeah. He sits down. He's thinking, okay, what's it mean that I'm in the Air Force? Was there a bomb? If there was a bomb, everything would be destroyed. Mm. Maybe, and then the, Maybe there wasn't a bomb. <laughs> maybe there wasn't a bomb. Like, taking an awful long time to, to figure out what's happening here. At least he's thinking about it. It's true. He's thinking now. We have he, to give him, like, two points for that. I'll give him... Like, okay... Bomb, no, no, okay, well, and then he gets distracted. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets distracted because the movie starts. Mm-hmm. Randomly, right in the middle. <laughs> right, right. That's definitely not the opening shot of a movie. It's no, just the no. shot of a, a plane. An A plane flying. It's already flying. Yeah. Actually, I looked this up. So, Battle Him, starring Rock Hudson. Mm-hmm. The dude playing uh, Lampjaw Plainman mm-hmm. here in this episode. <laughs> Plain what? Plainman. Halfman. Lastman? <laughs> Lastman, yes. Lastman. Halfman? Don't... I think the back of Last Man on Earth says, like, don't be half a man or something. Some... It's something bad. He has so many names and now. We gave him too many names because they never gave him any names. <laughs> zero names. So, uh, Jim Zero Name. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. I like Halfman. Yeah, Halfman's good. Plainman. Plain... Yeah. yeah plain... Because it's fun, because he can be P-L-A-I-N man and P-L-A-N-E man. (laughs) You won't kick me off for bad puns like uh, other shows I've been on. Oh, have they? (laughs) Have they kicked you off for bad puns? (laughs) They didn't kick me off, but, you know, they'll boo me. No. (laughs) Only, I only boo, boo, 
I only blew the really, really, really bad ones. Mm. But if you just got a wordplay, that's not... That's true. That's good shit. That's, so, yeah. Battle Him, get back to my fucking point, starring Rock Hudson. My boy Rock. And the dude playing the, the protag in this episode was in a movie with Rock, Rock Hudson. Mm, that's I, probably why they did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, hey, I know that movie. Hey, here you go. People who know what Ed Holloman does. <laughs> Or has done. Yeah. Earl Holloman. I don't fucking... Holloman is his last name. Okay. I don't know okay. his first name. The movie's playing, and he's immediately like... Hey, who's at the projection? Who's running the projectors? So he runs up there, shouting, still, shouting. Shouting. Who's running the projectors? Can we take a small cat break to ask the cat who's running the projectors? Cat who's running the projectors. Cat does not know. If this episode had a cat in it, it'd be good. This episode had anything but him. Like, uh, I know that's the point. Yeah, but like... But- if his brain fucking imagined a cat, it'd be... Just walking better. across town. Yeah, he'd freak out. <laughs> he'd lose his fucking yeah, mind. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, a cat. There he is. <laughs> Found him. So he runs up to the projector room, and he's looking straight Sorry. into the projector. Straight into that giant beaming light. <laughs> Getting blinded. God. Looking into the... Pro- there's nobody there. Just like there's been nobody... Which, I don't know how anywhere. he sees past that giant light in his I, eyeballs. That's true, yeah. He'd be fucking <laughs> blind. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe that's why he runs into the mirror. <laughs> Shit. So there's there's no, nobody. That's when, he, that's when he's truly getting spooky. Then <laughs> there's nobody in the projector room. Mm-hmm. So then he runs down the stairs. He runs down the stairs and right into a mirror and straight into a mirror. <laughs> like yeah, it's a big mirror, but it's not wall to wall. No, there's a frame, and he just face first right into it. Right into and it. And falls on his ass, and it's the funniest thing <laughs> this whole episode. It's true. It's very good. And it's the one thing that actually, like, surprised me in yeah. this episode. Because it's fun because the the camera is looking... You do think he's... You, th- you see him yeah. running down the stairs. You think yeah. he's just running down the stairs, but it's the it's the mirror image because yeah. the camera is just looking into the mirror. I love it. It's yeah. very good. Um, Whoever directed that day was nice. She runs outside after recovering from the mirror fall. Yeah, so he runs outside after recovering from the mirror fall. And now he's super disoriented. Mm-hmm. So the... We got all these nice, nice Dutch angles. Yeah. Which... A lot of the time I hate Dutch angles. But these weren't overdone. No, these weren't... These Very weren't nice. bad and they made sense. And they added to the mood. Yeah. So we get some good Dutch angles and he just starts... Running, tripping, and falling, and running, tripping, yelling, running, shouting, waving his arms all akimbo. He's just—he's having a bad time. It's a real bad time. And he's running through the town, and we see, and then he runs to the bicycle. There's a bicycle in town. There's a bicycle in the foreground. His brain created a bicycle. Yeah, and my favorite spot, right there. He runs straight into it. Doesn't even try to go around it. Just, oh, whoops, there's a tire. <laughs> and then he just falls over again. Just crashes right into this bike, rolls down onto the sidewalk. He looks up. Sees a storefront. He, he's horrified. And then we get to see what he sees, and it's the window of an optometrist. <laughs> and there's, which, a, there's a giant painted eye. There's a giant <laughs> photorealistic eye just up there on the window. And he loses his mind. Because he's been thinking... It's almost like he doesn't like getting watched. It's almost like somebody's watching him and he doesn't I enjoy that. Somebody's watching me. I always feel like the money's watching me. And it's really true this time. It's <laughs> actually happening. So he stands up and he's... He, he books it. He books it. And he runs to like a crosswalk. And he's, yeah. he's pressing the, the signal button and the lights are flashing over yeah. his shoulder and he's just... Which I'm assuming is SOS. Something like, or, or he's just pushing it just to push it. I, yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I think he's just pushing it. I think that was that might be like just the panic button in general yeah. inside the box. The military box. And he's just, somebody help me. Oh my god. Screaming, screaming, help Somebody's me. watching me as it's bad. It's hard. He's screaming, losing his mind. And then we see, we finally cut to a different place that isn't this town. With people. We see a... Uh, Room full of shadowy figures. Shadowy military figures. Shadowy <laughs> military figures. Mm. There's, you know, maybe eight of them. Yeah. And we slowly pan over this crowd of completely implacable military men watching this man lose his mind mm-hmm. 
on a screen. And then they finally decide, oh, I'll get him out of there. Oh, he's actually really freaking out, I guess. <laughs> oh, he's having a complete mental breakdown. Let's get him out of there. Yeah. So they do. Fucking finally. We get, like, a bunch of sergeants run up to the box. They open it up. They're getting him out of there. He's, like, hunched over, pressing the panic button, and his hand is smacking against uh, a clock in the box. A clock. Band name. Clock in the box. Clock in the box. He's just tapping up against the the clock. And so they lean him back, and they're taking all the electrodes. There's a bunch of electrodes on him. So many. So many. Nice. There's, like... Three on each of his temples, and then, like... Five on each shoulder. Five on each shoulder. Yeah, he's... This man is covered in electrodes. Because, <laughs> you know, back in 1959, you needed so many electrodes. Mm-hmm. God. You need one to measure the heart rate, one to measure the... Blood pressure. The blood pressure. <laughs> I guess. One to measure the sweatiness. Yeah, super sweaty. Super sweaty. That one was off the charts. <laughs> take the electrodes off him, and the like. The general and the colonel are talking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, I think it's like he was like a military doctor. Was he a military? I doctor? think he was calling him. I know he called somebody doctor, and you know the military doctors do wear the uniforms. Oh yeah, I guess. but dude wasn't doing anything. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude didn't do da- I don't jack even, shit. I don't even think he was the dude who said to stop, get the guy out of the box. He just, he would have just kept watching. Yeah. They would all just sat there yeah. and watch this man Only die. Only one guy decided this was kind of not cool. I think that was the general decided I think it was so, not yeah. cool. Smoking a cigar! Hey. hey! They're talking, and they're like, uh, he seems to have uh, had some delusions. They're talking, like, really <laughs> calmly about this. Yeah. Very measured. It's, this, and it's always some kind of delusion. Not yeah. specific, just some kind. It's, you know, some kind of delusion. <laughs> and then the, uh... Somebody lets the press in. Yeah. Yeah. The press who are all wearing their suits. One of them's got a uh, reporter hat. Nope. The king reporter. <laughs> yes. Only one of them's wearing a hat. He's uh, the reporter king. Yeah. No, king press. King press. King yeah. press, yes. Nobody has a notebook. Yeah, the press. No one's writing anything down. No, not at all. So they they ask a bunch of uh, expository questions. Yeah. So we, us dummos, can know what happened. Of why he's in the box. Why? What's going on? Why is he in the box? And this was like a stress test mm-hmm. to see how long a man can last in a box. Isolation. Isolationism. Yeah. yeah. So he's been in there for 484 hours and some change. And that's about... Three weeks. Yeah. That's yeah. like 21 days. Yeah. Or just short of 21 days. He's been in a fucking box for three weeks. The the general says this simulates a trip to the moon, several orbits, and a trip back. Yeah. Which, it's like three days to get to the moon, three days to get back. You're gonna orbit the moon (laughs) for two weeks? Like, what? Okay, I guess you gotta orbit the moon that much. I don't know. They They, weren't sure how long it would take. They weren't sure how long they wanted to spend there. (laughs) What if they got to the fucking moon and there was nothing there? And it's like, ah, this fucking sucks. Let's go home. No, we have to spend two weeks here. I don't wanna... I already took the two weeks off, <laughs> Jimmy. This is our vacation. <laughs> this is our only vacation. We couldn't go to California. <laughs> Don, why didn't we go to Utica? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jimmy, I took you to the moon. <laughs> and so one of the reporters asked, like, hey, is he okay? <laughs> it's like, Hey, yeah, he's, he, you know, he hasn't, like, you know, been really messed up, has he? And the general's like, no. No. Why would he do that? The, the general is like, hey, hey, listen. If you were in a box, you'd go crazy, too. Yeah, that's his, that's his answer. That's his fucking defense. That's not a defense. You made a man go crazy. He's like, yeah, you would, too. What's up? We can, we couldn't prevent this. We knew it happened. You would, too. Like, he asked us on, like, day five to get out of the box, but, you know, <laughs> we didn't do nothing then. Well, I, who know, he could have spent a week in that diner. That's true. You know? Who know? He, what if he was, like, what if this was a Groundhog Day situation, where, like, he oh, he kept doing this? I was wondering, because it's three weeks, and it's like, did he start on the road where we saw him, or did he start an, further down the road? Like, we have no idea where he started on those three weeks. Yeah. But we have no idea if this we, yeah. if this was happening on 
day 20 or if yeah. this started on, you know, day 6. Yeah. And he just lived in a nightmare realm yeah, for Yeah, we have no idea how weeks. the time conversion is. Oh, that's... Yeah, I guess that... That's spooky. That adds a new layer to this. Yeah. I, I can't say spooky a lot on this yeah, show. We because can. I just feel like I'm quickly going to overuse that word. Well, we should have had a new name for the show. That's true. Shouldn't should, we? Because we say spooky a shit ton. should have called it something else. <laughs> but there's nothing else. Uh, that's true. There's no- nothing else we could have called it. Mm. Only spooky. <laughs> <laughs> no other adjectives, only spooky. The new name of this show is just only spooky, period. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, the general's talking to the press and he... Well, the general's bullshit. The <laughs> Honestly, are. And they're falling for it. Yeah, you know. They're also not writing anything down, so who the fuck knows if they're even yeah, pressed. Yeah, So they, um... They get the poor poor schmuck out of the box and on a stretcher. <laughs> and they, they walk him by. And the all the brass go walk up to him gather around him and they leave the press behind and he's like oh how you doing kid and he's like uh, you know i'm all right i'm okay glad to be out of the box i'm real sorry i lost it and it's like why are you apologizing to him yeah yeah he put you in a box i also want to know the sign up you know yeah it's like did, a gen- did anyone say to him or did he even think of like, hey, am I gonna, you know, go crazy? Or did he just assume he wouldn't be in there for that long? Uh, is or is this just like an orders thing? Yeah, it like, could have just been the hey, get in the box, get in the box. You're our best recruit to go to the moon. Get in the box. All right, Mike, get in the box. You run funny. Get in the box. You go in the moon. We're embarrassed. <laughs> we send all our bad runners to the moon. <laughs> yeah, that's how we get rid of them. Maybe if you go to the moon, you'll run good. <laughs> a bunch of Martians up there gonna run your ass off. Maybe in one-sixth gravity you'll run okay. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, you run like you're already in one-sixth gravity. <laughs> you have no control over your limbs while you run. That's it, we figured it out. All right. Done. Boom. <laughs> He's apologizing. And so he yeah. apologizes to the general, even though he really should The general have doesn't to. apologize. Yeah, the general doesn't apologize for sorry I stuck you in a box and you lost control of no your mind. No regrets this man. No regrets this general. Because, you know, we got to get to the moon. we got to beat the Russians to the yeah, moon. 100% yeah. me, the general. Yeah, I say, just me. I send this one man. I send this one man to the moon. He says, well, all right. It's, uh, you know, not going to be a test next time. You're really going to go to the moon. <laughs> Which, that's the most fucked up part yeah, to me yeah. in this whole episode. Oh, you thought this was bad? You go to the moon. You're still going to the moon. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. I just saw you lose your mind. Y'all going to make me lose my this mind. This poor schmuck on the stretcher is like, Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. But, like, thesis statement lesson of this episode, military, military didn't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, military yeah. has no consideration for... Which is also Rod Sterling. For a human life. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Rod Sterling's thesis statement on yeah. the twi- on his yeah. senior thesis, The Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> the military doesn't care about you. Could you imagine him as, like, a like in college just being no. spooky as hell? <laughs> No, I like actually can't. He's you know, such a like, just you know how there's so out there. There's just some people you can't picture them being young. Yeah, like Rod Sterling. Is you one also of those. just can't. Some there's also some people you're like, how does your brain work? <laughs> like, how is that your next rational thought? I don't, but yeah. you know, it's him. It's him. So the military doctor says, hey, you know, we can feed men, give them oxygen, but we can't simulate, you know, man's need for companionship. Yeah. And the fucking solution to that is send two people to the moon. Nope. I looked this up. I think the longest solo flight was only three days. So hmm. I don't know what the fuck they're doing to this man. We're really fucking him up. Like IRL, the longest solo space flight was three days. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, since then we don't... I don't think we ever sent one man to the moon. Because like, it's dumb. Because it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, if you send two men to the moon and one man hits another man with a rock, would that be fucked up or what? <laughs> Just no! <laughs> Listen. I love that post so much. I know. Would that be fucked up or what? Can you imagine him doing that? <laughs> Have you seen the version of that that then had, has like the, the Rod Sterling screenshot under it where it looks like it's a speech bubble <laughs> of him saying that? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's so good. So eventually we do go to the moon in 1969. Yeah, nice. Moon, 1969. <laughs> Not 1968, but the year after. Yep. So Don't mind me. 
Or we talk about the moon and more it's going to be stuck in my head. That's true. We can't talk about the moon. You're anymore. lucky I didn't sing this in the beginning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout outs to the David Stevens musical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you got beef, you can at me personally. <laughs> I'll God. fight you. Be so, ready to turn on your location, motherfucker. I'll be on the moon waiting for you. <laughs> you got to come to the moon to fight me. <laughs> so the, uh... <laughs> The sergeants take him away. They open up the, the hangar doors where the box has been. Which is pitch black. It's true. It's pitch black outside because <laughs> it's nighttime. Mike looks up and he's like, hey, he's talking to the moon. <laughs> As you do. I mean, After spending three weeks in a box. Like, like same. I talk to the moon all the time. Well, you talk to the moon anyway. I love her. You can, you can just be asleep for three minutes and just still talk to the moon. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm always talking to the moon. Right now. Right now. Oh, over there. Yeah, she's like over there. Um, so, you know, he's looking up like, hey, don't go anywhere because I'm coming for you. I'm coming. And we're gonna, we're gonna get there someday. Yeah. And then he says a spooky thing. Or is it Rod says a spooky thing? Yeah, Rod says a oh, spooky okay. thing. Yeah. So, he closes us out that, um, you know, it's waiting up there. Always waiting. Always waiting. The enemy of isolation. Yeah, the moon. The enemy that is isolation. Out there in the Twilight Zone. That's good phrasing, and I wish... I love it, yeah. I, I love that end narration, and I fucking wish it was attached to, like, a good episode. Yeah. Rod can't let you down. Rod. Please you, narrate everything. You kind of let me down. You nail it in a couple spots. <laughs> but you also kind of let me down. Mm. Mm. They can't all be winners. Uh-uh. This but, is the first one. They yeah, have no is, idea. This was the first one. They didn't know how winners... We know from seeing other episodes that it gets... Much spookier. Yes, this is a, a show this that gets This is Baby's first fun. episode. This is Baby's first Twilight Zone. So there we go. There we go. Ta-da! Ta-da! On next week's episode... On next week's episode... I didn't know my voice could go that deep. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode... Mm-hmm. Episode two... Mm. It's called... Electric uh, Boogaloo. I like... Twilight, Twilight Zone 2, Electric Boogaloo. I wouldn't put it past him, okay? That's mm, true. Uh, it's called One for the Angels. Oh, someone's dead. <laughs> Where? <laughs> I have a description. So, oh, hold on. Sometimes the description gives the whole thing away. This one doesn't. Okay, because I remember I was watching one, an episode one time, uh, like at like five in the morning, mm-hmm. and I read the description when it started, and I'm like, well, that, what the hell? I know everything that happens. It was like maybe three sentences at most, and I was like... This just gave the whole freaking 30 minutes away. Right. This one doesn't, I don't think. All right, all right. So, a pitch man talks death into sparing his life until he makes one last great pitch. But he threatens the life of a little girl in process. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's a thinker. That is a thinker. Mm. So we will watch that one and talk about it next time. Mm. In the meantime... It's nice... Talking to you, we didn't talk to you. We're talking we, we, at we, you. T- we talked to each other, and you listened. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, uh, dear listener. If you would like to email us, I sent mm. up an email for the show. Oh, yes, it is spookyspotpod at gmail dot com. Because regular old spookyspot at gmail dot com was taken. Don't email by them. your mom. No. <laughs> by alternate universe me. By Twilight Zone me. Yeah, honestly. Mm. Because they had it back in the 50s. I hate that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Gets me every time. Well, until next time, stay spooky.